<laughs> oh yes, yeah, start it with a cough. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Ancient aliens! <laughs> Everything is everywhere. How do we even come across those, those kinds of quotes? <laughs> They're pretty weird. <laughs> so, like, it sounds so high. Like someone's trying to get out. <laughs> Everything is everywhere. Right. Hello, welcome to episode seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Episode o- seven. On with the jingle jangle jungle. Down, 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 Right, on with the show. Okay. Right. My friend came to me and he said, you should talk about conspiracy theories. Okay. Okay. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Oh, okay. Shout out to the friend. Yep. The friend. Can you be my friend too? I will be your friend. No, I'm talking to the guy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Conspiracy theories. Right. Just name a few. Flat Earth. Yep. It's almost like you read that. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Is there your flat earth? Aliens, monsters, flat earth, the Illuminati, you know. Um, Human sacrifice. Paranormal activity. Yeah, ghosts. Uh, That's what that means. That's that's there. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Zombies. uh, Hybrids. I thought you meant the card. I'm like, no, Josh, they exist. yeah um myths no wait no that's not conspiracy right so these are like conspiracy theories okay the election is rigged oh uh <laughs> i so i i thought we should, i should talk about this right so let's say aliens for example okay okay i well, i was thinking about this and the aliens is is just like the dragon idea and i'm going to i'm going to set this up for you okay oh i was talking snap. i was talking to you something similar to this a while ago right okay so say they're in the in the center of a circle right there's you okay oh yes yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i was talking about you this right there's like known territory there's you okay there's your house right yeah, you're familiar with that okay mm. known territory it's order okay mm. one step out right it's your neighbor Right, mm. it's it's pretty much you. Only it's not you. Okay, yes, yeah. it's, it's well known, but not completely known. Right, one step further, it's the stranger. Okay, the foreigner, then the savage. Right, the unknown, and then you get to monsters. Right, you get to dragons. Like, you get to Levine, Leviathan himself. Like you get to chaos. Right. Yeah. So it's this. You've got a circle. It's like a dartboard. Yeah. Right. Ten point in the middle, the rings going outside, right? Yeah. Okay. And as the rings get bigger, there's more you don't know. There's this thing in science where, um, like the the more we know, the more we realize how little we know, right? Because the if you imagine like a circle of our knowledge of science getting bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Their circumference is getting bigger as well, 
inside the circumference is well, which we don't know, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you imagine the outside circle is that which is unfamiliar, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's more things that is unfamiliar to us than is familiar, okay? There's only one of us. There's only one of our house that we live. There's only one of our family, okay? Yes. Now, this, why, why is this related to aliens, for example, okay? Aliens. Um, if aliens... If aliens didn't represent this idea of the stranger, it wouldn't like, or something that was an everyday experience, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a conspiracy theory. It wouldn't be something with people interest. It wouldn't be, well, these are, the story goes, uh, for example, they're aliens, right? And Wear they're your tinfoil hats. And they're tam- they're tampering with us. Okay, they're. They're coming to either experiment with us or something. There's aliens underground, you know, the Illuminati, the lizard, right? They're controlling us, right? They built the pyramids. It's not. They're these extraterrestrial beings, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to do as many backflips as possible. Okay. That makes no sense. Okay, because it's like, why would, why would you waste your time with such a thing like that? Okay. Okay. People would people would much rather spend their time thinking there's aliens trying to control us. Okay. Okay. Because that's a pattern of, pattern of being, right? Yes. So aliens are this idea of the stranger, yeah. right? And this line I shown to you, right? Epigraph. You're from you to your neighbor, your stranger. Yeah, we're gonna call it the bullseye. Chart. All the way to dragons. Okay. Mm. Now, are strangers, uh, are are strangers good or are the strangers bad? Well, they can be both, right? Again, back to the dragon analogy, right? The dragon is both the big, monstrous thing that breathes fire and can kill you, but it's also the the girl in the, in the tower, the princess in the tower, right? It's the same thing, mm-hmm. okay? Um, again, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna talk a bit more about the other uh, conspiracy theories briefly. I'm gonna follow on this alien idea, okay? Uh, zombies. Why are zombies uh, popular? Why? Why do people care about zombies? Right. This idea of infection. Okay. The thing that undermines order. Okay. Mm-hmm. This line I showed you from order to chaos. Right. You know, people wouldn't be interested in zombies if they if they did anything else other than undermine the order. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of the chaos undermining the order in a negative way. Okay. Um, monsters. Okay. Why do people care about monsters, right? It's a monster is that which is undefinable, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's even uh, there's some monsters that are are tailed once the light shine. They can't. You don't see a you don't see a monster in lightness. You see it in darkness yeah. always, right? Or else it's not really a monster. Yeah. It's like oh, I'm the friendly monster. Hey guys, <laughs> it's like a kids' TV show, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> in the real world. People would some monsters are that which lurks in the darkness, okay? Yes. They're undefinable, okay? As soon as light touches them, then they are defined. We can see what they are, mm-hmm. we can analyze them. That's no longer a monster, then it's destroyed. No longer become afraid. That's what a lot of these stories are about, you mm-hmm. know? That's like <clears throat> monsters lurk in the darkness, okay? That's why that idea is so so powerful, okay? Uh the flat earth, okay. This is a bit more complicated idea, so I'll not go into it that much but this idea there's a circle on a square okay heaven on the earth okay uh, roundness on flatness okay it's not 
it's not really a good scientific analogy. Oh, no, no, no. But it's <laughs> it's a wonderful analogy to our experience. Okay, I'll leave it there. I'm not going to go into that. Oh. Okay. Illuminati, right? Uh, there's these these controlling forces in the world that are out for bad. They're not of our species, right? That's that's hyper order. That's the bad side of order. Yeah. Tyranny, right? Mm-hmm. Dictatorship, that kind of thing. Yes. Right. People are fascinated with this idea. People wouldn't care about the Illuminati if like there were there are these aliens underground and their sole goal is to manipulate is to I don't know leave flowers and on <laughs> someone's front door and we're like okay uh, I don't really care because that's not yeah, a pattern of reality yeah. right that's why people care about these stories right they tell something about us okay yeah, it's because they feel like they can they can put themselves into these kinds of stories because they feel like they relate to them and it's yeah. something that affects them that's exactly right um have you heard of Alex Jones right he's a conspiracy he's, theorist right uh-huh. uh, sometimes he talks about they're these uh, elite, right? You could call them Illuminati, like these kind of elite people who are trying to undermine us, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about human baby sacrifice, right? And that's a powerful thing to say, yeah. right? Um, but if you think about it, that's that's a part of reality in itself, okay? The idea of cannibalism, okay? Cannibalism isn't just eating someone. It's you destroying someone else and gaining their power, that's what cannibalism is, okay? Um, sacrificing is, um, is is the destruction of something for the gain of, like, some the something giving, in there. The right? giving so of something <clears throat> pure and alive. Sacrifice just, it involves destroying something, but you gain something some, mm-hmm. somewhere. And you could make a sacrifice with uh, time, right? Sacrifice now... For the future, you know, put away some savings, right? That's mm, a, that's sacrifice, yeah. okay? Um, so what's a human baby sacrifice, right? That's it's the same idea, right? You're sacrificing the future, the baby, right? You're sacrificing the future for the now, right? Um, that's what he talks about. Um, you know, they feel like they're gaining some sort of energy, right? Yeah. That's what cannibalism is, right? I gotta go back to this alien idea, okay? it's the idea of the stranger right unknown territory chaos right mm-hmm. could be good or bad right dragging the treasure could be good or bad okay so uh, I'm going to see I'm going to tell you what the bible has to say about this okay in Genesis 18 okay this is when um, Abraham meets God and like two men oh, they're right, like yes. strangers yeah. he doesn't really know who they are mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Genesis 18, okay, verses 1 to 10. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heart, in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he, set, when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, I have found favour in your sight. Do not pass by your servant. Let a little water uh, be brought and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. While I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourself and after uh, that you may pass on. Since you have come to your servant, so they said, do as you said. And Abraham went quickly 
into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three seas of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the uh, herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by uh, them under the tree where they ate. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to read this one. And they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she's in the tent. The Lord said, I, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, will, your wife, shall have a son. Right, and Sarah was listening at the door, at the tent door behind them. Okay. Mm. So what does this mean? Abraham acted properly towards the strangers. Okay. I did properly, right? How should you treat the strangers? Okay, you should treat them as if they could be angels. They treat the dragon as if it could bring treasure, right? Right. Okay. And, but you need it's also a dragon. Okay. So what has he done here? Okay, invite them. He invited them, and he nursed them with his head to the ground. The strangers must leave the next morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's how you should treat strangers. Okay, invite them in. Try and incorporate them, right? Bring in treat them as guests. Bring in the margin of chaos to your house, mm-hmm. but it has to leave the next morning. Okay, and what happens? Uh, they promise a son. This time next year, Isaac will be born onto your wife Sarah right mm-hmm. this promise of life if you act in accordance to why you should treat uh, strangers you will you will have life right that's what it means okay you'll you'll have life okay he promises a son that's the continuation of life alright I'm gonna read this uh, verse 18 or 19 uh, for I have chosen him, Abraham that is, uh, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Okay. Some translations would instead of for I have chosen him, it would be for I have known him. Okay. Mm. What does it mean to be known by God? Right. To be chosen by God. Right. A he gave Abraham life because he treated the stranger properly. Okay. All right. It's like you know, um, if you're known by God, you will inherit the promised land. Okay. Just think about that. What does that mean? Be known by God, and you'll inherit the promised land. Treat God as the guest. Yeah, just think about that for a while, right? And so that's what Abraham did, right? Let's go to what Lot did. Okay, he did. He did something pretty similar, but uh, it's also what people around him did. Okay, mm-hmm. verses one, uh, chapter nineteen, verses one to eleven. Uh, the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting at the in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with the face with his face on the, to the earth. 
and said, My lords, please turn aside to your aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. When you may rise up early and go away on your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your feet on your way. <laughs> My goodness, I can't read. Uh, they said, No, we'll spend the night in this town square. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city of uh, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man, surrounded the house, and they called out, called to Lot, "Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring out, bring them out to us, that that we may know them." Uh, Lot went out to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, "I beg you." You, uh, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them to you, and do not and do them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they said, Stand back, and they said, This fellow, this fellow came to sojourn, which means to sort of visit, and he's passing yeah. by, right? This fellow came to sojourn, and he has become the judge. Now, we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man, Lot, and drew near to break the door down. But the men reached out their hands, that's the visitors, but the men reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them. And they shut the door. And they struck with blindness the men who were at this entrance of the house, both small and great. So they were they wore themselves out groping for the door. Okay? So, Lot treated them the same way as Abraham treated them, okay? Mm -hmm. And we'll get back to that shortly, okay? What did the men of Sodom want? They only wanted, they came to devour. They didn't want to treat the uh, guests with respect or Mm -hmm. the way they should be treated, right? They only came to devour and destroy for their own gain, right? You know? Um, to take advantage yeah. of the prospect of that chaos that you were talking about. Um, what happened then? They were blinded, mm-hmm. right? What does that mean? They were shielded from the light, right? What is light? It's truth, okay? Yeah. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the light. Right? This light. Well, yeah, he says light as well. But yeah, I understand. It's he's the, he's the light, okay? The light of the world. Um... So these men are shielded from the light. They're shielded from the truth, right? And in opposition to Abraham being given life, they were given death. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'll read on. Chapter 12. Or verse 12. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here? Sons-in-laws, uh, sons, daughters, or anyone uh, you have in the city, bring them out of the place. For we are about to destroy the place. Because the outcry against its people have become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughters, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-laws to be jesting. Um, As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters, who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered, so the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand. The Lord being merciful to him, 
and they brought him out and set him outside outside the city. Uh, and as if they brought them out, one said, and as they're brought out, as they brought them out, one said, "Escape for your life! Do not look back, or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away." Right. So, so these men of Sodom are going to be destroyed with fire, okay? Yes. Fire and sulfur, right. And it's, it parallels the idea they're shielded from the light, but they're going to be engulfed in light as well, mm-hmm. right? Just think about that. All right. Um, but also what's interesting, Lot treated them properly, Okay. He was even willing to sacrifice his own daughters for these men, okay? Right? He treated them properly. And in turn, they're lenient towards him. Um he forgot he didn't he didn't leave in time, but they grabbed him, right? It's it's like you know you don't have to be it's it's not saying it's like saying sometimes you're not perfect, okay? But sometimes you can get away with not being perfect, right? He's oriented himself towards the good. He's treated them properly, okay? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can get you out of a pickle when you should should be destroyed. I've never heard Sodom be known as a pickle. (laughs) (laughs) Was Um, exactly right? But yeah, not. There's a story, Abraham uh, knew the story where... Uh, Abraham pretended his wife was a sister, so because he thought without him, he, he thought uh, she may he may have been killed because of it, right? Uh-huh. But yet he ends up in a strange way benefiting from that, right? The king sort of gives him stuff, and he goes on his way unharmed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably not a good idea to pretend your wife's your sister, okay? <laughs> but it's saying you can mess up. You don't. You know, no one's perfect. You know. Yeah. So just to, but you can get away with that sometimes. Yeah, but just just to link it back to the whole idea of a conspiracy, you've written um, you've written this distrust of authority. Now, how does how does that tie in with this entire prospect of 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 the story? So. Um, when we're talking about conspiracies, you did link it together by this kind of distrust of authority. You know, if this has con- if something has control over you, uh, we begin to ask ourselves why that is, and we can either say good things or bad things. At the end of the day, it all comes down to this one conspiracy. So, how would you relate the distrust of authority to these stories? All these conspiracy conspiracy stories are the Bible in general, or what do you mean? Well, yeah, so. We- you mean this story here? Yeah, so how would you link the distrust of authority to that story? Well, um, all these conspiracy theories, right, they're linked to distrust of authority or else or else they just wouldn't exist, okay? Mm. They'd think, um, well, I have all the, the relevant information and the information is true, okay? But, you know, these, these stories don't come about because they think everything that they've been told is true, okay? Uh-huh. That's where they delve into these ideas of, uh, you know, these um, patterns of reality to explain 
the things that they don't understand, okay? So, this is the idea of the stranger that I've outlined, okay? And it's, in many ways, it's pretty identical to Destroy the Dragon. It's identical to Destroy the Dragon, right? Okay. Um, but, you know, people, people love these stories. And they don't love them for an arbitrary reason. They just think, uh, they don't love them because, oh, that's a cool story. They love them because it, it's about them, you know? Mm. Aliens, aliens exist, man. Monsters exist. There's flat. Illuminati is real. People eat, eat babies for sacrifice. Zombies exist. Do you know what I mean? It's all real. Not <laughs> in the sense of <laughs> metaphors. Of course, it's real. It's a pattern of being. Yeah. It has to be. As if humans are real, these things are real. Do that is why they they exist for a reason. Okay. It's not like, well, past people were primitive. And they thought these things. Past people were not primitive by any stretch of the imagination. They were not primitive. They're they may be primitive in a scientific way. Like they don't understand science as as well as we do. Mm-hmm. But come on, man! These stories are so complicated, and they're so true. They're not primitive. Do you know what I mean? That's quite profound, actually. And really, really interesting to sort of think about the idea that um, everything, every story that we come up with that is designed to get us to think, to frighten us, uh, to try and make us see that these kind of what-ifs of the planet are all based, are all based on the human experience. Again, linking back to our... um, episode about dragons this human experience is all about you know emotion and overcoming your dragons and um trying to understand like what it really is what's the meaning of us being here and all of that and like stories i think are the best ways in discovering that especially as you say these can these conspiracy theories these let us understand and distinguish between what you've got morality in there what's right and what's wrong between like the authority or not authoritarian you know so you've got that aspect you've also got the aspect of being a good host towards things that are different towards things that are strange and it's sort of reaping the rewards for that um, and we sort of can understand exactly how the people of the past were thinking because it is a direct mirror to how we're feeling now just because we have a few extra computers and um culture and a lot more people who are far more similar than they really think doesn't mean that the stories have changed no not at all i think that this is why the bible i think is the most important book ever is because like the stories through and through are always going to be the same um to in comparison to everybody's lives right now you know it's a complete it's a complete yeah. reflection to again same thing over and over again yeah 100 percent. it's it's it's, again that human experience yeah the bible is human experience leave the blew my mind (laughs) (laughs) but it's so interesting to think that you shouldn't just discredit people for having crazy theories and they're crazy (laughs) we don't need to listen to them they're idiots okay people are smarter than you think right and they're they're 
they know more than you think, right? Mm-hmm. And you maybe maybe Alex Jones doesn't. He may or may not understand the implications of what he's saying, right? But that doesn't mean we should just discredit people mm-hmm. like him just because we think they they think things they're saying yeah, are sounding because like something crazy. The moment you silence all the conspiracy theorists, the moment one true conspiracy theorist rises up, it gets completely like nobody notices it, and it it actually is the one that happens to be true, you know. Like we need we need selection in our thinking. We need people who think differently in order for us to move forward. Well, I'm not I'm not saying like um, you know we must protect conspiracy theories. I mean, in, <laughs> in general, as people as a whole, human beings, okay. They've a lot of the time they've got good reasons for what they believe, right? Maybe they haven't art- articulated them, mm-hmm. but this doesn't mean they should be dismissed. Okay. Yeah. And there's there's something to learn from crazy stories. As well. Oh, hundred percent. There's something to learn in every single story that you hear. Um, it's just, I just think the thing that's so profound about the Sodom and Gomorrah story is it's not the fact that God was like tyrannical in the sense that um, people who read this for the first time feel. It's the fact that he gave chances, one chances. Sure, when he talked to Abraham, uh, he said, "If I find a hundred men good in that city." I will not destroy yep. it. And then God said, okay. And then, and then Abraham went all the way down to 10. Yeah. You know? And he was like, if I can't find 10 good people in that entire city, I will not destroy it. And there wasn't even 10, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this idea of chances with, and with the chances of in Sodom, you know, God still, he, he brought two angels into the city, the city of darkness and saved the family, you know? Like, there's nothing tyrannical about that. Um, and this sort of links back to our morality kind of discussion where, you know, how can we call God a tyrant if he's the ultimate good and all of that? But it's just, it's just used to, it's just used to think that the reason why conspiracies exist, again, is the distrust of authority. So in order to have clear thinking and crystal clear thinking about these certain things, we need to trust the ultimate authority, which is God, I think. Because if you do trust that authority you'll end up like Lot, you'll be saved from the kind of overwhelming shower, the burning shower of, like, bombardment of your thoughts and your, and everything's, everybody's telling um, you one thing and, you know, there's this bombardment of um, just people and all arguing about all these different things and the what-if scenarios of life, but if you do have that, if you trust in the authority of Christ and the authority of God, you will be okay, no matter what. And I suppose that's the the big sword you use to slay your dragons. The big sword. Yeah. And the word of God is a sword. Sword of the Lord Spirit is the word of God. Ephesians 6, 10. No, not 10, but it's in that passage. <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful idea that <clears throat> in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? The idea of the Logos. Why is that? It's a spoken word. Why is that God? Why is the spoken word? T- why is the tongue a sword? Christ is the word. These are, these are some like if you had to, if you had to say about. what if you had asked what is God's word, you would talk about like I mean like you you got Jesus, you got the Bible, you've got his plan, you've got the beginning and the ending of the Bible. Like you know it's just but the so word many, of God is God. The word That's of the God thing. is hard thing about it's first John one. Yeah. In the beginning there was God and God made God's word and whatever. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a good topic for next week probably 
Yeah. So, more of the story. Treat strangers properly. Behave yourselves. Be good hosts. Yeah, behave yourselves. Don't go, don't go out of control. Or uh, your house will blow up. <laughs> yeah. You're, burn, you're burning fire. Right, goodbye. Okay, bye. Episode 7, goodbye.